0: Hello, my friends, this is Alex. Welcome to Socialism Survival Podcast number 95. In this show, I will be talking about building my own incubator for survival. But I will also share some view on local and international news as it is also important to stay connected with what is going on with the world and America. So, first I will have my virtual housekeeping, then some news, and then I will share with you how I built the incubator and some hatching and something is on the way and some insight on how to build what materials to use how to select eggs and more and why it's important to do things like that okay so first I invite you to my Website, which is socialismsurvival dot com. Just go there and browse through, and you will find there all my previously recorded podcasts. You can check out my blog and forum and join it too. Just if you decide to join, write to me that you submitted request, so I will know that it's not the junk. All right? So, for this or for other cases or some questions or comments, you can email me to podcast at com. Also, connect with me over the Internet. Google Friends Connect or Facebook or Twitter. You'll find all connections on the website. You can also call me and leave your voice message by using Google voice feature and right top corner of the website's main page. Also, I recommend you the book section that I have on my website. So it's also on the right side of the main page and go, scroll down and you'll find the books that I recommend. It's a links to Amazon and you can shop amazon.com directly from socialismsurvival.com website even without buying books and it will be some help to sustain my website to pay for some uh, expenses I like Hosting. Also, you can start your shopping at Walmart on socialismsurvival.com website and uh, it will be also helpful. Also, if you have your website or blog, please consider linking from there to socialism survival. You may also help by rating and commenting on iTunes, especially if you use it for listening. And like Microsoft Zune, some people listen uh, using Zune players, and uh, of course, they download from uh, Microsoft Zune page but the best way is to spread the word of mouth about this podcast by doing that you will help your friends relatives people you know maybe for a long time or maybe some people that you just met somewhere on the street just direct them to socialism Survival Podcast, the best source of knowledge about socialism and how to survive it. Here are some news that caught my attention for the last week. Hey, here is another socialist guy and you know who he is. Hugo Chavez. He just turned fifty seven and he claims the progress in cancer fight. He had his procedures like surgery and chemo in Cuba. Well, let me tell you, cancer is a very dangerous illness. Socialism in Venezuela is under the danger threat. But uh, saying a couple words about uh, cancer which is very bad if it gets to some good people. But I have some confidence that cancer has spiritual roots. And uh, in my opinion, this example with uh, Hugo Chavez is connection... uh, between spiritual roots of socialism and cancer. Because socialism is a spiritual cancer for the world. And, uh, of course, both have the same source. It's from the hell. So, now you understand why I paid attention to that particular news. All right, now, Norway police ended search for bodies after shooting Rampage that they say, you know, that he claims this killer who killed 76 people. His name is Anders Bering Breivik. They claim he is Christian fundamentalists. Well, you know, When the Muslim or Muslims are doing something, those socialists they are afraid to say who he is religiously saying. Who is that shooter? Who is that bomber? How are they afraid to say that he is Muslim? Now because somehow uh, he claims that he is Christian, okay. Now they can say it. But let me say you can be in the name only whoever you want, but who you really are. I believe that you are Christian if you are following the Bible, you're following the commandments of Christ. And of course one of commandments is do not kill. So here you are with this so-called Christian. Now, in Islam, it doesn't say that you shouldn't kill. Kill infidels. Even if they didn't do anything wrong to you. Just because they are not faithful to your Allah. So, now, you will not blame all Christians because this half-human did such a terrible thing. Okay, let's go to Peru. Peru's new leftist president Olanta Humala promises pensions for older people, those who are older than 65 and uh, he is raising minimal wages by taxing mining companies. Well, let's say another socialist to end economic boom. They claim they have economic boom right now. Well, they selected socialist. So, now they have a chance to face the end of this economic boom. Another news I was following a while ago, it's about polygamist leader Warren Jeffs in Texas. He's on a sexual assault trial, like assaulting minors. And he says he will defend himself. He fired his lawyers. Well, to say that America has such things like polygamy that probably fits Muslims, but not the normal and good people. And I know that some... uh, like Mormons too. So this kind of polygamy is old history of America, not only Middle East. Another in my understanding good news is from North Carolina. And there is the House and Senate passed abortion law. Thanks God, they got something positive. Despite veto of democratic governor Beverly Purdue. The law will require twenty four hours waiting period for moms seeking abortion and be presented with ultrasound image under a medical informed consent. So what we have now in North Carolina that North Carolina's governor is Democrat, socialist woman. And she vetoed the law that was put on her table. Well, thanks got the House and Senate had enough strength to overturn her veto. That's what we need in United States Congress, both in House and Senate. Well, that's what American people failed to do with Senate. Well, we have to wait now because of that and think what we can do not to fail next time when there will be congressional elections and also presidential elections. And of course, last on news list is that deadlock about budget about raising that ceiling well what america needs what american people need is raising people's opportunity ceiling (laughs) or roof or just remove the ceiling or the roof and of course, this government in the face of president uh, doing everything to destroy economy, to put America more and more in debt and have us to pay or they say you want to tax rich corporations. and so what will happen that will destroy those who give people jobs, and America will go down in a crisis. So, nothing good. Tuesday is a deadline, and uh, um, there are some bad signs from both sides, and we don't know if Republicans, or conservatives will have enough strength to stand firm and oppose passing anything that will undermine conservative victory in 2012. And as I see, it's the most important now. Yes. Everything goes around that. Whatever... President Obama is doing concerning uh, this debt ceiling is because he wants to win 2012. And it's the same on Democratic or Republican side. It's all about those elections. And, my friends, somehow I almost don't hear in all of these talks about removing the so-called universal healthcare law. Is it still there? Is it somebody doing anything about that? Well, I think presidents should face a choice Either something will be passed concerning budget or not. And uh, the choice for him should be that republics will not do anything about budget until he removes that health care law. That's my understanding. We should set the rules and set the game. But uh, it's just very hard to look how meek uh, the conservative majority looks sometimes. So let's go to my incubator. It is very important to build some reproduction cycles for survival. Well, back in the Ukraine, we didn't have incubator, And uh, at a different period, we had a little, just a few chickens. But our grandparents who lived in the village, they had many chickens and they had a fruit garden and they had a vegetable garden and they had places to store and how to keep everything and of course the chickens they hatched and naturally just hand sitting on the eggs but With our time and knowledge, we can do something to prepare our production cycles for the future. And that's what I'm learning. And uh, now, in those months like June and uh, July, well, I started actually in May when I built my. Own incubator and I set the eggs. My first hatching was for like two um, guinea hen eggs, and um, I had seven chicken eggs. And um, I can tell you, it was success. Both guinea hen or they also called guinea fall eggs hatched and I have two guineas and out of um, seven eggs three were uh, non-fertile and one was probably bad and so I had three chicks hatched so how I Built it and what I used it to build. Now, in my case, I had a Coleman road trip power chill at 40 quad, quarter cooler that I used. It's supposed to be cooling and warming, but it stopped doing both, and I used it in traveling. So, I just forgot about heating or cooling part. I just um, I decided to use it for something First, I thought I will use it like for solar oven, but of course solar heat would melt plastic inside. so I decided to abandon that idea to make it too hot so I would say you can use something like that or you can use styrofoam or also called polystyrene coolers that you can find in Walmart or other places and uh, of course depending on how big you uh, how many eggs you want to hatch that's how big it should be. You can of course go with the choice I have. And let me tell you, I would prefer the cooler that I have or something similar that has uh, plastic outside and uh, styrofoam insulation inside or some kind of foam filling in the walls. And um, when the lid goes down, closes it's sealed so the lid doesn't leak heat or humidity it's very important you can use going to garage sale or yard sale and find a very cheap just for pennies good used cooler with or without fan and i will uh, talk a little bit later about fans and what i did i cut a window in the lid i used electric uh, rotary tool to uh, cut the square or rectangle hole in the lid and uh, it's good to have to observe eggs and your temperature and humidity instead of raising uh, opening the lid every time and losing heat and humidity so I made a window hole and I attached a piece of acrylic plexiglass with a uh, double sided mounting tape you can use also some kind of glue if you know what materials you use it will depend and uh, Plus, I used also a silicone sealant uh, around. And because the lid of the cooler wasn't completely flat, so when I touched the lid this this uh, plexiglass, uh, there were some uh, spaces, a little bit, that I left open so the air could go a little bit through. It's like Uh, Vents, they are important because eggs, they also need oxygen. So if it's never opened and there are no vents, it's not good. So next, uh, what I worked on is uh, heating. Well, you need to get electricity inside the cooler. So just... uh, uh, You can use any utility uh, light and uh, power cord. Uh, You know, like um, for heating, you can use either incandescent light bulb or heating pad. And um, also, uh, you would think what better to use, like. I used both. Right now I'm using uh, a condensed light bulb with a shade, and it has a metal shade painted uh, with heat resistant paint. Uh, but I used also heating pad before. When I used heating pad, I even didn't need a thermostat, I, there was just a regulator. 1, two, 3 and you just select the position and then watch the temperature and it was pretty steady temperature with a heating pad it was some kind of heating pad that uh, my late father he left it uh, and I just picked it up I the wire heating wire is sealed in a plastic bag so uh, humidity is not directly accessing the wire, so which is uh, pretty safe. But if you use light bulb, of course, you will need a thermostat that would control temperature. And I know many recommend water heater thermostat, but not everyone would recommend the best way to install it. You can buy water heater thermostat in water heater section either in Lowe's or Home Depot and um, when I saw like on YouTube how some guys they install this uh, thermostat, well, I tried that way, but you know the difference in temperature when it starts and it turns off was too big, like 10 degrees, it's unacceptable so I tried experimenting uh, how to better install it and I found that the thermostat should be as close as possible to the source of heat in my case I actually attached it to the shade of the lamp I have just gooseneck, you know a lamp with a clamp on the bottom uh, and it uh, thermostat attached to the shade uh, it, and I experimenting how better to attach it, how much it should touch the uh, shade so that it will start on and turn off just uh, in one degree difference. So my thermostat starts, turns on light when it's 99 and turns off when it gets to 100. So the perfect temperature is uh, 99 and a half. Uh, Some different opinions, but that's optimal temperature it's rec- recommended. Of course, there are some discussions also how better to do like forced air or still air. I prefer forced air incubator. Well, in my incubator I had a fan left from a cooler. As I said, the heater and cooler didn't work but fan was still there so I used that. But if you use the code cooler that has no fan like styrofoam cooler or other kind without uh, fan then you need to find just cheap computer fan and 12 volt power adapter that will be suitable uh, to the characteristic of the uh, computer fan like uh, proper wattage or uh, amperage Next, um, you need to think how to build a floor. Well, of course, you can set uh, eggs directly on the floor, but it would be better if the uh, air would circulate under the eggs. So um, you can uh, put either metal or plastic screen, just have it raised maybe a few inches from the uh, coolers floor. So the air will, will circulate uh, under it. And um, it also might be important for humidity control too. And make sure only that there will be no side holes where uh, or sharp edges where the newly hatched chick or bird, like quail, would fall or stuck, you know, and injure or even kill themselves. Next, uh, I would like to talk about temperature and humidity. Importance of maintaining proper balance of temperature and humidity. It is very critical. No, normally, optimal uh, regime is um, to have uh, like sixty percent of humidity and ninety nine and have percent or degrees Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit degrees of temperature. Uh, of course, um, if uh, there are very ancient try not to drop below 96 and not to raise over like 102 degrees. More than that would be uh, dangerous if it uh, stays like that for a long time. Um, Last three uh, days of incubation, humidity should be between 70 and 80 percent. It depends on what kind of eggs you hatch. For chickens, it might be uh, maybe around 80. For quails, I found uh, many recommend uh, 70% for the last three days. Actually, in a couple of days, I should have quails hatched, so I will be able to confirm what was best in my case. Humidity is maintained by having either water trays on the floor, but for that, you need, of course, to have the waste to supply with uh, water. And the best way, in my opinion, is to have some kind of uh, water channels or tubes going through the wall, to the trays. And I'm experimenting with this because you have to uh, think what you can do. In my case, I even uh, use some kind of like uh, syringes Uh, because besides um, having my own built incubator. I also have another incubator that was given to me, and I will uh, talk a little bit later about that, how I supplied it with water. But in the incubator uh, that I have built, I just put the uh, glass jar with water right on the screen, on the top of the screen. And um, I took the paper uh, towel and uh, soaked it in the water and uh, let one end hang out and another end be dipped in the water. And circulation of air inside of the incubator, it draws. The humidity from the jar onto this tissue, and tissue lays uh, the end of the tissue lays on the sponge, so it's constant uh, uh, supply of humidity. And this way, if there is full jar of water, you don't need to, you know, think uh, that to add water every day all the time. And I found it uh, to be pretty reliable. If you need more humidity, you just pull uh, the paper towel out a little bit more. If you need less, you just put it back in a jar and uh, just cover uh, opening of the jar with a lid. And so uh, you find a way uh, to control the humidity that uh, using that method. And also one warning that I have if you use this kind of method, make sure that either you have a a lid on this jar maybe if you need it uh, more open for more humidity. It can be made of the screen. Or uh, the child should be tall enough that the chick, newborn chick wouldn't drown. Because unfortunately recently I had one little chick drowned when everyone was home. But I just couldn't imagine that this weak, poor little chick could climb and jump right into the water. It was a very sad day for me to have that uh, chick uh, dead. And me and my son, we uh, buried this little poor, poor chick and send it to chicken paradise. So saying, so don't have the same accident happen to you. But learn from my mistakes. Right after that, I replaced that not so tall jar with much taller. And of course, I have a, a lid on the top, on the opening. To check temperature and humidity, you need either electronic thermometer with hygrometer or two scientific uh, spirit thermometers. Just convert one into a um, wet bulb uh, to measure uh, humidity. It's also called wet bulb thermometer. Well, it's actually a kind of hygrometer. And how you do that? Actually, with them, um, my own built um, incubator, I use electronic one. But with the one that was given to me, um, I use it had actually two spirit thermometers and I converted one in wet bulb. I just took the piece of shoelace and, uh, you know, if you cut the end of shoelace, it's like a tube. So I put one end on the thermometer bulb and dipped another uh, End into water, and of course, water is drawn from that little jar that I put water in that uh, the end of shoelace, and uh, so that, that makes constantly wet that uh, thermometer bulb, and, um, and there are. Uh, some readings that you should know if you decide to use a wet bulb thermometer in conjunction with a regular dry bulb thermometer. Uh, So that's um, When you read the temperature on the thermometer and hygrometer, you must then compare the readings to some kind of chart to translate from wet, bulb, dry, bulb readings, the percentage humidity. For example, uh, as I said, you need 60% of humidity. And if you have Uh, dry bulb thermometer on 99.5 degrees then your wet bulb thermometer should read about 87 degrees for 60% of humidity. And, for example, if you need 80% of humidity, and with the temperature 99.5 on dry bulb, your wet bulb should read about 93 degrees. It's just examples you can find Them links, and I try to include some links to the information that you can read for yourself and uh, to have access to that chart. Okay, now one important thing is the egg turning. If you decide to turn eggs. manually. You should do it at least every 8 hours. So how you do First you put eggs if it's without turner. A little bit under the angle. So actually I made the floor that is a little bit angled. So the sharp point, sharp end is facing a little bit down. And on the sides, I put on one side like X and uh, another side of the side. It's not the end at the side. Opposite side, put like X, X and O on different sides. So you place X, for example, with X up next uh, 8, hours you turn it with all up and so on of course it's time-consuming and uh, there are options uh, of having egg turn and this incubator that was given to me it has egg turner. but I have desired to build my own egg turner for the incubator that I made of course if you uh, don't have any spirit to build your own incubator. You can buy one on the market. Of course, there are too many expensive brands and I will not even list. There are many cheaper ones available like uh, Hovabator or Little Giant. Uh, They have their pluses and minuses. The one that was given to me uh, is still air little giant but I converted it to a force air by installing their computer fan. And good thing it has automatic egg turner. Let me tell you one problem was and still is it uh, difficult to maintain humidity. Uh, still uh, I'm still fighting with that. But automatic external is plus. Uh, so uh, what I'm doing, uh, basically, I'm using uh, that uh, little giant incubator for the first period of uh, incubation. Longest period of incubation. Actually, uh, I have it for this batch, but For the first hatching of three chicks and two guineas, I didn't have it. So I did everything manually. This time I keep the eggs. And I actually had many chicken eggs. Unfortunately, many of them were uh, non-fertile. I still have there some guinea eggs. I also had there um, uh, quail eggs, and uh, interesting thing that uh, this incubator had only uh, chicken eggs uh, trays for for the turner, so I had to remove one chicken tray and build myself with a drill and some piece of wood and. Screws and uh, things like that. You know, I built uh, the tray from the wood and installed it there and worked perfectly, turning quail eggs because the quail eggs are so small, and not all of them are fit feed good, fitting good to the chicken. They can go to to deeper, maybe fall through, but. Um, of course, on this tray I could fit almost 20 eggs, while on the chicken tray it's only seven eggs. So there's a difference in the number two. Um, one um, more thing that I'd like to mention is selecting eggs. You You can find even on eBay people selling eggs and offering eggs. I prefer to go to a local market. And that's how I bought my uh, guinea hen eggs and quail eggs. And uh, I had some chicken eggs given to me. So... I'm just using uh, local uh, eggs to put in my incubators. And of course, uh, should I have those uh, chickens grow and uh, reproduce, you know, you can have your own eggs later. It's important, as I said, um, the way you set eggs, but even before you put them in incubator, if you don't put them right away after they are hatched, you know, it's very important that they are turned also. Otherwise, the yolk will stick to the shell and uh, the egg will not hatch. So the eggs should be kept a certain temperature while they still outside of incubator and they should be turned manually or automatically before they set in the incubator. It's important to uh, warm the incubator and prepare and sanitize before you set the eggs and also after the uh, hatching you need to clean it thoroughly and sanitize. And uh, when you're setting eggs in the incubator, please try to select clean eggs. And if there are two dirty eggs, don't uh, wash them uh, with the uh, faucet and don't scrub them because you will destroy protection uh, coating and uh, eggs just will uh, be susceptible to uh, different kind of bacteria and diseases and uh, most likely they will not hatch. And lastly before I finish I'd uh, like to mention that you have to think about different incubation periods for different birds. And of course you may decide to hatch some birds that I did like chickens. Normal period for chickens is 21 days. Well, some of my chicks hatched at 19th day or 20th day. So it can happen. But the general uh, term is 21 days for Coturnix quail, which I have. It's also called Japanese quail. It's about 17, 18 days. Uh, other kind of quails may have the same period uh, of incubation or like bobtail, it uh, takes 23 days guinea hen or guinea fall it takes even more It's 26 to 28 days and most ducks and uh, turkey have the same kind of incubation period of course if you are interested in knowing the information about all the kind of birds. I can tell you, for example, like most geese would uh, need like between 29 and 31 days, let's say full month for incubation. Ringneck uh, pheasant, it's like 23, 24 days. Sugar partridge, 22, 23 days. P for 28 days. Okay, you can find uh, the information online and I will give you some links, as I said. Well, I think that's basically what you need to know for building and uh, incubating. And of course, you can build by yourself and build it very cheap just using things that you find on garage sales or yard sales, or you can buy some of the incubators available on the market. If you build your own incubator, it can be as cheap as 10, fifteen dollars, if you buy like one of those that I mentioned, Hobe or little giant maybe will cost you um, between uh, fifty and 100 dollars, depends where you buy it. eBay, buy auction, maybe even cheaper. So, the most important thing is that what I wanted to say, that you have to do something. I decided that I will do something to prepare myself and my family for the survival. Maybe it's just a little right now, but if you take your time and do something and Uh, Prepare for food reproduction. It will probably save your life and those who you love. And if you survive, then there is a chance you will see the victory over socialism. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Until the next week, as always, the voice of the common sense, your socialism survival host, Alex.